Ah, uh, yes, beautiful weather, 71 degrees. Derek Hansen with you, Couch Potato Radio on the mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. It's a pleasure to have with us the manager of the FM Red Hawks. And I, I know, guessing Chris Coast, that the boys are glad to be home. Nine games at Newman Outdoor Field. It's got to come at a good time for them. I'm so excited to be playing some home games on an off day as we speak. I'm on my way to the stadium just to kind of go sit in my office for five minutes to remember what it feels like. So, <laughs> so we are we are definitely happy to be back. When we saw the schedule when it came out several months ago, uh, we knew that the schedule was going to be friendly for the organization as far as more games in June, more games in July at home. But wins and losses, we you know we had some concerns. So really proud of our guys and our team and the rest of our coaching staff to not only battle through it, but thrive in a lot of regards. Yeah. Well, and, and with the weather we had this spring, the schedule kind of worked out well, right? Because then you can kind of hit the pedal of the metal playing at home. Because, you know, and, and, yeah, but, and for the business side of it, too, let's just be frank, right? Right. And I'm, I'm a you know, manager, so I know what it's like to put on a uniform, but I also really appreciate and respect the business and organizational side of it. That's why when the schedule came out, as an organizational guy, I really, really did like it because school's out of session, weather will be better, more home games later in the year. So to to get out and get on the road. And, and, you know, if you're a true baseball guy, minor leaguer, major leaguer, you do enjoy the road to a certain extent. You know, hotel life, you know, you don't want it to be permanent. But if you're around the right people, the right coaching staff, the, the right teammates, you know, you can make it work without complaining. Well, that is why chemistry is not underrated, right? I mean, if you got a bunch of jerks on the road with you, on the buses and the hotels, that can make for a long year. That's why it's so important, whether it's myself and Anthony Rents, along with Jeff Bittiger, how we build this team. Yes, winning will always be the most important thing for us. You, you, you play to win championships. But who we bring back is really incredible, uh, really important to all of us, and especially me. Uh, you know, who I surround myself with on and off the field is, it's really important, and it's, it's basically how I've lived my entire adult life. So who we bring back, who we bring in, you know, and let's be honest, though, we've won a lot of games early on, and that helps a lot. No, oh, that's for sure. Well, you guys got off to a pretty good start, too, right? And that and that keeps your nose above water. No, even if you lose a tough series like the Red Hawks did this past weekend in Milwaukee, you know, at least you're still going to be in the hunt, and that's the main thing. Yes, and coming home with the, with the good record is always nice, but – we know we have to live up to it, and you know, I heard you leading into the break about how tough this league really is oh and how heavens. tough it is to, to win consistently in a league like ours where everybody, even the, the worst of teams, are really, really good, and they'll they'll punch you right in the face if you don't show up to play. So it's, it's a really tough league, but it makes it a lot more fun and a lot more respect to like a guy like Jeff Bittiger who's, who's able to help us build our team and and have his fingerprints all over not only who we bring in, but the winning side of things especially. Is this about his balance? I mean, going back to your days in the North League and now in the American Association, I mean, there's just, there's no gimmies right now, is there? Correct. Even, you know, we, Sioux Falls is coming into town, and, you know, they're, right now their record isn't great, but it was like that last year when we were, you know, when we were at the top of the league last year, and Sioux Falls was towards the bottom. They kind of owned us in a lot of ways. They gave us our toughest games. I, I, I'm fairly certain that they beat us more than than we beat them. And so 
even on a lower level team will will sneak up on you and, and get you. They might beat you by ten runs. They may beat you by one, but you know you got to play your best game, even against whoever might take last place or the lower tier teams. You got to play your best. Let's talk a little bit about some of the guys who've been helping you out because you've you've been getting some big stars. Step, I mean this this uh, Maris kid, Pete Mary, he's unbelievable. He's I would say. What we love about him, among many things, he's, he's so well-rounded. There's really no weakness in his game. He's got power. He doesn't have light tower power, but he's got power. He's a really good hitter. He's not going to hit 400, but he's a really good hitter. He gets on base. He's not going to be Ricky Henderson on the bases, but he absolutely will steal bases, and his defense is incredible, too. So to have him, whether it's leadoff or bat second or wherever you know the rest of the season takes us with him, you know, being able to put his name in there at second base or in case of yesterday, third base, what a gift. Yeah, for sure. And talk about some of the other guys around him, too. I mean, just the fact that uh, you know, you kind of you got a nice lineup right now, don't you? Right. And last year, you know, we had as good an offense as the league has seen in a long time, us and Kansas City both. And we lost some really good players. But offensively, we really like where we're at. And when Anthony Rams and even Jeff Bitterger, when we talk and about moving forward and we reflect on some of the games we played on where we need to improve offensively. We, we still haven't hit our stride yet. And we're still, we've won a lot of games last year. We, we won a lot of games by scoring eight, nine runs a game. And then our pitchers would step up when we need them to, you know, this year our pitchers have won us a lot of games and we've scored just enough in a lot of time. So uh, Charlie Manuel, my old manager with the Phillies, his favorite phrase among his many phrases was, was hitting season. And once you get to the little bit of warmer weather, once school lets out and every day is above 75 to 80 degrees, of course, we're not going to have that quite yet. But hitting season is approaching, and uh, our offense only hasn't even begun yet. Chris Coast with us, manager of the Red Hawks on Couch Potato Radio. Derek Hansen with you on the Mighty 719, 104.7 KFGO. You know, it's amazing, too. People don't understand the physics of that, but that really does matter, right? I mean, you see the, the, the guys in, in the major leagues, too, where they hit some of those – inside pitches and it just that kind of that freezing that goes up. I mean, it's really bad with aluminum bats, but you, you felt it many times before, right? It, it, it can really make a difference on how that ball flies out or not. Right. In certain ballparks, you know, in the major leagues or all over the country, some have that more than others based on how your climate is from month to month, especially a place like ours. If you look at May, it might be 60 degrees. And at night, the ball's not going to carry unless you really, really hit it. Whereas in July, you know, the sun doesn't go down here until almost 10 o'clock. So even in the seventh, eighth inning, when it might be 75, the ball still might carry pretty well. So that's why Charlie Manuel, that's why he would say it would be hitting season. You know, uh, early in the year, we'd get on the plane and you had to wear a full suit with a jacket. Once hitting season came around, as long as you had some decent pants on and a colored shirt, hitting season allowed us to, as long as we were hitting also, uh, things became a little bit more fun offensively anyways. How do you feel about your arm so far early on? We like what we have, you know. When you have Kevin McGovern at the top, and he's right. helped me out as a pitching coach as well, you're not gonna, you can't do much better. Uh, and then, you know, Tyler Grower's been a huge surprise for us. A, a kid who, uh, you know, he had an okay year for us last year with a limited role, and he clearly came in prepared and has given us some really good bullpen innings early on. And all of a sudden, we thrust him into the starting role just out of nowhere, and he's he's been incredible. And then. You know, our bullpen, especially when you consider Joe Jones, Luke Lynn, and, and really Alex Dubord, when we have leads, now nothing's going to be 100%, but when we have leads after the fifth, sixth inning, based on their rest and things like that, we feel really good. So it's up to Anthony Renz and myself to, 
to make sure we use them in the right spots and don't overuse them, which is always the manager's toughest job over the course of the season is managing his bullpen. So uh, that that's what we think about probably the most. Yeah, I mean, that gets talked about a lot at the big league level too. I mean, how do you feel about that? Because that is one of the trickier parts of your gig, isn't it? I mean, just knowing the healthy. I mean, you're trying to get these guys to maybe get a shot at their dream like you did with the Phillies, but – with that, you need to work and try to win games too. It's it's quite a balance that you have. Yeah, you can't. You really can't blanket, you know, a certain staff or a relief corps because we're dealing. We are dealing with individuals. Some guys want the ball no matter what. Other guys really want their days off. So that's why whether it's Rockable Deli in the major leagues or or George Girardi who had you know certain rules that a lot of the fans didn't like. Don't use a reliever three days in a row. You know, that's a decent rule to have. But at the same time, you might have a reliever who's really resilient, who really bounces back and can go three days in a row. So it's up to the manager, pitching coach, other coaches to really – you have to really know not only know your player's ability, but their personality and their health. And and that's why I think Bruce Bochy so many years ago, the reason why he was so good is, is he ran his bullpen over the course of 162 better than pretty much everybody else. Well, it's one of the things, I mean, I hate to talk about a guy who's going to be, you know, maybe a Hall of Fame manager, but, you know, guys like Dusty Baker and that, they get criticized for the other part of it too, right? I mean, you got to find that balance. I don't envy that part of your job at all. No, it's tough because, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot of stuff from my coaches and managers, a lot of phrases, and one of them is the players will determine how good of decisions the manager makes. Now, sure, managers can make some poor decisions, they can make some great decisions, but you could put the wrong reliever in the right situation and maybe they succeed and and so on and so forth. It goes both directions. So over the course of the year, that's where, you know, managing a game up by two runs is some of the easiest games to manage because you throw your best pitchers. When you're down by two or three runs, you got to decide, man, what are our chances? Do we blow the bullpen trying to win this game and, and maybe impede our chances for tomorrow or the next day? There's so many things that go into it that you – you try to prepare before the game in, in almost every situation, but of course, by the time the sixth inning rolls around, uh, you know some of those decisions are immediately changed based on what you see in front of you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, it's going to be a fun week too coming up. You know, the first fireworks night on Friday. You know, the, the uh, superhero night tomorrow night. That's going to be a lot of fun. I know you got. I know you get a kick out of looking with the crowd and seeing some of that that type of thing too, with all the different things that go around minor league baseball like that. I've always loved the, the the antics of minor league baseball, even back, you know, when the St. Paul Saints really perfected it. And, you know, the major leagues, it was, you know, they had some giveaways, but it was mostly baseball. And then the minor leagues kind of stepped forward. I've always loved that stuff, whether it was uh, Myron Newman, the uh, San Diego chicken. So when you have theme nights, I've always loved it. I, I, you love it as a player or coaching staff when the fans partake and show up whether it be fireworks nights. So things like this, man, I, I love. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty simple in this regard. If I was a fan, I'd show up in a Superman outfit, but there's so many more superheroes <laughs> now. You've got a lot of choices to, to choose from now. Okay, so I need to have a – I got to ask you about this because, we you know, you probably have seen on Facebook some of the pictures of me dressed up as Thanos, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, so – I'm, I'm, we we got to have – Tyler Axis and I talked about this. So, I mean, is it a situation where – I mean, should I dress up as the super villain? I mean, I mean, because can you do that? Is that, that I mean, does that work the same? I think it's encouraged because you know the world yeah. needs good and evil. The world needs you know uh, you know one in a hundred, all that good stuff. So I, I especially when it, if something fits 
myself perfectly, giddy up. <laughs> I'm not going to paint myself purple anymore because I think I have enough, you know, sun from the pontoon and all where I'm, I'm, I got a deep enough red look to me where I don't need to do the purple, right? Just the gauntlet and the, and the thing that J.J. Gordon bought me, the, the vest thing that looks like Thanos should work, work enough. So I don't. The bottom line is if, if someone has seen those movies and they immediately know who you are, that's mm-hmm. good enough. Yeah, I would have kids at Barnes will come up and say, please say I'm inevitable all the time, you know, just the way they did in that movie. So that's it's a, a glorious part of it all. 702 is the first pitch, right? We're in summer weather again, right? Yeah, and, you know, the weather's going to be, you know, not quite in the 90s or 80s yet, but, no, we're, we're in June, so this is when the players seem to love it the most. And now that we're a little over 20% of the way to the season, it feels normal again. It feels real, of course. We haven't played. We've only played three games at home, and we haven't played at home. I think in ten or eleven days. So, in some ways, it, it almost feels new or a home opener again. But looking forward to some good weather, good fans, and of course, some amazing baseball. And and uh, you know, when we're at well, I guess even on the road, but at home, it's you know, you want to win in front of your home fans. That's one of those. You want those fans when they leave after a win to want to come back. And winning tends to make that a little easier. Yeah, it's funny you you mentioned that because it does kind of feel like it's a second part of the season doesn't it i mean it did, it just the after school thing i you know school's out most places now that's a very good point it just kind of because the games you played earlier were not a preseason games you know those three games but it just kind of feels like you're starting a new chapter here correct and once again from an organizational side you do have to worry about kids being in school the parents want to bring their kids and when they have school and they got to get up at 7 a.m the next day so now with with summertime here, it, it's a little bit easy in that regard. And, you know, we love to see a lot of fans at the ballpark, but especially when they're kids. When you see a kid show up with a baseball cap and it's, and it's glove. There was one one of my favorite games last year. Uh, a youth softball team showed up. It must have been 12 or 13 years old. They did chance the whole day. I offered them free tickets any game they wanted to come back. So, you know, those type of things, fan interaction and participation, man, we love that. Yeah, for sure. Well, looking forward to this nine-game homestand. I know that's music to your ears. Thanks so much for taking time out tonight, Chris. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, good luck to your Red Hawks. You got it. Thanks for having me, Derek. You bet. Chris Coase, again, manager of the FM Red Hawks here on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. You want some baseball? You're looking for something to do? Great baseball weather coming up. It uh, looks like rain, for the most part, is going to stay away. Could have a chance of showers, you know, maybe a little bit Tuesday. But uh, outside of that, Tutal's forecast looks really, really good for the upcoming week into the weekend. Take advantage of it. We're still sitting at 71 degrees here. Derek Hansen with you. we got KFGO today on the way. Jack Michaels is back. He's back in town with the Red Ox. So that's always fun to see. And Red Ox in Sioux Falls uh, tomorrow night here in town. The uh, Twins and the Yankees coming up. Can the Twins win the series? We'll talk about that and more. 237-5948-1-800-880-5346. You can text us 35270. This is Couch Potato Radio on KFGO.